Welcome everybody. Aloha, hola, como esta? Salam alaikum, namaste, ni hao. However you say hello, welcome to this episode of the Eagles cast made by an Eagles fan for an Eagles fan. I'm your host, Asif Body. And listen, today is a very, very fun day. Let's just tell you what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the Eagles versus the Chicago Bears, how that went down. We'll get into a little bit of the Dallas and the Jaguars game. And also we'll talk about, in our bird's eye view, the matchup that we've all been waiting for all year, Dallas versus Philly on Christmas Eve. But before we get into all that, please do us a favor here. If you're a football fan, if you're an Eagles fan, hit the subscribe and the like button. Uh, the thumbs up is the like button. The big red button is subscribe. Do that. That'll help us with the algorithm and help us continue to grow here at the Riding the Bench podcast with a K instead of C in the word podcast. So let's just get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, the Philadelphia Eagles went to Chicago uh, we won 25 to 20, but I'm not going to lie. If we're looking at this objectively, we came out really flat and Chicago really gave us all we really wanted to handle going into a game on a short week on Saturday. Uh, Justin Fields, man, he ran a muck uh, in terms of running the football as he's, as he's done basically all year. I think he I think he eclipsed the 1,000-yard mark. I'm not 100% sure. This is off the top of my head. I just got off watching um, Jaguars and Dallas game as well, so I'm kind of that's kind of fresh in my mind. But listen, he ran a muck all over us. Obviously, he controlled the tempo throwing the football. We kept him uh, basically under 120 yards, essentially, right? Uh, really couldn't get much done through the air. It was really windy and cold. Um, but as far as running and containing the edge, we had a really hard time doing that. With Justin Fields, uh, David Montgomery also had really good day as well. Two touchdowns for them, ran hard, um, kind of really tested the fortitude of the Philadelphia Eagles. But Philadelphia really went after him when it came back to drop when he came, when he dropped back and passed the football. Um, Javon Hargrave was an absolute monster. Hassan Reddick, what a what what a what a welcome addition he was to Philadelphia. He's he's come out and just. Made himself right at home in Philadelphia, coming off the edge. Um, just lights out performance, really. Our front seven today, um, in terms of rushing the passer, they did a really, really great job on that side of the ball. I thought the defense played really great. Um, as far as the offense goes, in the first half, we came out really, really slow, really, really flat. And Jalen Hurts, I think today was the first game where he looked off, right? He came into the game, kind of looked a little uh, – the offense just looked slow. It didn't look like it was coming out with any much energy. Uh, he came out through a pick, uh, then a second pick, right? So, like, we saw him make two mistakes that we normally don't see him do. Uh, gave Chicago life. Um, but luckily, our defense held up their end of the bargain. Really kept it a 6-3 ball game until uh, Jalen Hurts um, started using his legs a little bit more. And it all started with the big quarterback draw for like 20 yards where he just ran into the end zone scot-free. Um, that kind of got the festivities started for us a little bit. Um, but first of all, kudos to Chicago. They really gave us a, a run for our money. Uh, and Justin Fields really tested this Philadelphia Eagles uh, defense. So kudos to them. Um, but listen, all year, Philadelphia, all year, they've been talking about, oh, well, the NFL community, rather. The NFL community all year has talked about 
whether or not Philadelphia has faced adversity or will face adversity before the playoffs. In this game, I think that pretty much shows you the level of adversity we can adhere, right? Uh, everyone said, oh, your first level of adversity was against Houston. That's a bad sign. You know, a tie game, 14-14 going into the half. You should blow them out, right? But if we blew them out, people would have said, ah, it's the Texans. Let me go on to the Indianapolis Colts against that defensive unit. And Justin, my broadcast partner, he's a Colts fan. He knows just how good of a defensive unit they are in Indianapolis, um, albeit um, Saturday notwithstanding. They're a tough unit, and we had to come from behind victory against them. We were down 14-0 earlier this year against the Jaguars, who the who Dallas just took an L to and came back from that and won, right? And today, we look at what Chicago did. They came out and really gave us a good gut punch by running the football, especially on the edges. Justin Fields uh, was a menace out there, and uh, we had a really hard time uh defending him but when we needed to get stuff going Jalen Hurts once again was the catalyst for our offense to start up again running the football getting the offensive line to move forward to get them get that push that we needed and then when it when and when Chicago's like listen we're gonna make you throw the football Jalen Hurts just threw in through 300 yards no touchdowns, did have the two picks, but listen, in the second half, it was a, it was a virtuoso performance in the second half. Uh, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, absolute maniacs on the field. My God. Um, I don't know of a better one-two punch than these two guys. You can look at the Bengals um, and stuff like that. You can look at their talent level and say maybe they go punch for punch with who we got on offense skill-wise. But as far as wide receiver duos, Ain't that many wide receiver duels in the NFL that are as lethal as A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith? Because that's literally two number one receivers on the outside. And we did, again, 300 yards, a buck 69 for A.J. Brown. I think uh, Devonta Smith had like 106 yards or something like that. But sensational performance by those two players. And when we really needed to, when we needed to ice the game, it was a Jalen Hurts. Three-step drop back, slant to A.J. Brown, third and six, third and seven, converted, got the first down, and then we were able to get into victory formation. So he's been a welcomed addition to Philadelphia. Fits the mold, fits the attitude of the city, and has been a great security blanket for Jalen Hurts. And now, what's there not to like about Philadelphia right now? And I get it, we came off a bad game. But listen, every good team has a bad game. Kansas City just came off a game against Houston where they took them to overtime, right? We're not going to panic about Kansas City, right? Dallas last week just came off a game where Houston had the lead and they had to have a 98-yard, basically a 95, 98-yard comeback drive to win the game, right? So uh, Houston for the last couple of weeks has been playing really good ball and good teams for the most part will, if they struggle, find a way to win games. And Philadelphia this year, this year, has found way to win games. So for all of those people who doubt Philadelphia, their adversity, the toughness, right, or whether or not they can actually hang with some of the big boys in the NFL, again, I ask you, what more do they have to do? 
what more does Philadelphia have to do to have the naysayers or the doubters say, you know what, these guys are actually like a really good football team and they don't really look like pretenders or they're not going to pull off a one and done in the playoffs, right? Because there's people who believe that. And again, I don't quite understand why. They think, oh, it looks like a regular season team. They have no business thinking about the Super Bowl at this point. You got to win a playoff game. Yeah, look, I get that. Everybody knows once you get to the postseason, it's a whole new ball game. But then I ask everybody this who's listening or anybody who's a naysayer about Philadelphia Eagles, is there any style of ball that you look at, whether it's a running gun offense where you have to air it out, quick passing game, power football, zone run, you know, in between the tackles, all along the edges, read option, triple option, RPO. Can you name a style of ball that we can't play? Can you, right? There are a few teams in the NFL who are as versatile as Philadelphia. One of them being San Francisco. And they're a tough opponent because they have an elite defense to back them up. Maybe the best defense in football. But as far as the versatility of offense and the talent to match it, there's no team like Philadelphia in the NFL, guys. No team is like Philadelphia. Especially if Jalen Hurts doesn't turn the ball over. This game in particular, he had two bad picks. One was a miscommunication on a post route with Quiz Watkins. And I get that those type of things happen. And some of them were just, and the other one was just like a bad throw from what I remember, right? As long as Jalen Hurts keeps it clean, keeps the turnovers to a minimal or has no turnovers at all, Philadelphia is going to most likely win that football game or whatever football game they're in. Excuse me, not that they lost this game. But they're going to win the ball game. They have an elite pass rush. Their front seven has been fantastic this year. TJ Edwards has had a coming out party all year. There was a lot of talk about replacing him, and they drafted Nicobe Dean for that reason, and he's had basically a career year. Kazir White has been a welcomed addition to the unit. An absolute physical monster. And then on the back four, James Bradbury, Darius Slay, the best cornerback duo in the NFL. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's not even in the lineup right now. This unit on both sides of the ball, this team, it looks just really, really good, guys. And if you're a Philadelphia Eagle fan, you're in a very, very happy place right now. Despite the fact that we didn't look stellar on offense uh, against Chicago. And despite the fact that we really let Justin Fields run roughshod on us uh, along the edges. Which brings me to my next question. In the playoffs, all the people that's that don't believe in Philadelphia, they're like, oh, you got the Niners, you got the Cowboys, mm-hmm. you got Tampa Bay, right? Are any of those guys mobile quarterbacks? The only one that has an elite rushing game, I shouldn't say the only ones because Dallas has a good running game too. But San Francisco's maybe the one team I would look at and say, okay, you know what? That's going to be the team that gives us really a run for our money. And you got to respect Dallas, too, just because they are a division rival, despite the fact that I don't believe in them at all. Um, they're still a good football team. You can't be 10-4 and four and not be a good team, right? Minnesota showed you that. Everyone thinks Minnesota's a pretender. I don't think they're pretenders per se. Um, I think they're 
close to closer to Dallas than most people think. But again, as far as matchup wise, in terms of style of play, is there a team in the NFC that Philadelphia can't match up with? Personally, I think the answer is no. I think Philadelphia matches up well with anybody in the NFC. You want to go into a shootout? If you're playing Dallas, you want to go to a shootout? We got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, and that offensive line unit. And Jalen Hurts has been playing like an MVP this year, right? So we can win in a shootout. You want to win the power game in time of possession? Good luck stopping our offensive line and our running game with Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Gainwell, and if you're the New York Giants in particular, Boston Scott, look out for that guy because he's the giant killer. You want to play a game, you want to play a defensive struggle game? Test our defense. I dare you. Really try to put yourself up against this pass rush and the back four of the Philadelphia Eagles. I guarantee you no team in the NFL really wants to deal with that personally, right? Like I don't think I don't think any team wants to play in a pass happy game, Philadelphia, uh Darius Slay, Bradbury, when Chauncey Garner Johnson's healthy, and the fun seven in Philadelphia. And Nick Sirianni has done a really good job all year pushing the right buttons, getting this team motivated to come out every single week. And Jalen Hurts, the leadership that he displays at a constant. Um, that's the one thing that nobody ever doubted him about. He's always been a tremendous leader. It's always a matter of whether or not his leadership can match up to his style of play and the ability to throw the football. And he's been nothing short of sensational this year in that regard. Right? So Philadelphia against the Bears, I think this is a um, – it's not a trend. I think it's a blimp, a rough week. We go into the windy city. It was very windy, cold. Um, we came out flat. But you know what? We got the job done because we made adjustments at halftime. And that's the sign of a good team. When you have a bad half, you keep it close, you finish the job. And that's what Philadelphia did in that first half. So kudos to them. On to the next topic of discussion here, ladies and gentlemen. About halfway through the show. Jacksonville versus the Dallas Cowboys. What a fun game this was to watch, right? Because I, I have NFL Red Zone, and I'm like, it goes back and forth between all the games in the NFL, right? Um, so I was catching glimpses of the Eagles game, glimpses of the Dallas Cowboys game. And at one point, I was looking at Dallas, and basically their first three or four drives, they scored three touchdowns, three, four touchdowns. It was like a 24 nothing, 27 to 10 ball game, basically. And I was like, oh, boy, Dallas is really uh, – doing what they usually do against a team that's lesser than them. They usually try to go out there and, you know, punch them in the mouth, right? But then I sat back and I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? A lot of time left in this ballgame. And you have Trevor Lawrence, who I think is going to be a future star in the NFL. He's at the helm. And I don't trust Dallas's defense. I know everybody wants to talk about, oh, it's been one of the best defenses in football. Sure been one of the best pass rushes in football maybe if you want to argue maybe the most elite pass rush in football right but we all know and every true dallas cowboy fan know you don't trust that secondary 
You really don't trust the secondary. If Micah Parsons and that front four don't get home, back four really, really struggles. And in the second half of the Jacksonville Jaguar game, 27-10, Jacksonville went on a 21 to nothing run to take the lead, 31-27. to But then Dallas, like they did the week before, had a come-from-behind drive, got the touchdown, and it was a great throw by Dak. He's rolling out left, turns his body right, and flings it right to Noah Brown, opening the corner of the end zone. Great, great job. And that's that's good Dak, right? Um, I Even though I'm an Eagle fan, I don't want to come off as I hate Dak. I think Dak is a good quarterback. I think people overrate him tremendously. They try to put him in the top 10, top 7. I disagree. I think him and Kirk Cousins are closer to each other than most people want to let on. But I will never complain. If Dak Prescott is your quarterback, you don't complain because Dak Prescott's a good quarterback. He's a good throw over the ball. As a fan, I would be happy to have him as a quarterback, right? I love Jalen Hurts, and I, I'm happy that I have Jalen Hurts. But if somehow the roles were reversed and Dak Prescott were my guy, I, I don't think I'd be too sad about that. I digress, though. So at that point now, it's 34 to 31. And, you know, Jacksonville can't get the field goal. They can't get the score that they needed. And Dallas has the football now. All Dallas really needed to do with the time remaining, I think they had like like two minutes left in the game, get a first down. You need a first down to win the football game. And for some inexplicable reason and i'm an eagle fan mind you guys like if you can't tell uh, i'm an eagles fan and i'm looking at this and i'm like i'm frustrated just as a football fan it's third down and you throw a like a 30 yard bomb up the left sideline out of bounds and then you punt the ball giving jacksonville life And I'm thinking to myself, they don't want to win this game. They were up 27 to 10. It's now 34 to 31. All you need is a first down. And it's like third, it's not even that far of a distance, guys. It's like third and four or something like that, third and three. You have Pollard, you have Zeke, and all year. Every Dallas Cowboy fan and every person who doubt Philadelphia and says you better watch out for Dallas tells me they got this elite running game. They got this running attack that you have to be mindful of. You don't hand it off to Pollard or Zeke at all. You drop back to throw it, third down, and you throw a bomb? Dude, as happy as I am as a Philadelphia Eagle fan that they did that, I'm sitting back and I'm like, that just lost them the ball game. Because at that point, Trevor Lawrence was on a tear. And lo and behold, Trevor Lawrence, future star, takes the football and drives it up the field, gets them to overtime. And all of a sudden, it's a whole new ball game, right? Now the expectation for Dallas, the pressure ratchets it up. 
And kudos to their defense. They do what they had to do. They got the stop that they needed. Dak Prescott gets the ball back. They can't convert. And all because, they, and listen, they couldn't convert because Dak Prescott drops back, holds the football, looks for Noah Brown, hits him in the chest, bounces off his chest, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are right there to catch it. Pick six to win the game. They ended up winning the game 40 to 34. I'm not going to lie, everybody. I sat there and I cackled like the damn hyenas in The Lion King. I'm like, this is exactly why you cannot trust the Cowboys. You can't trust Mike McCarthy. You can't trust this unit. And the talk about them being the team to beat in the NFC, them getting 40% chance to make and win the Super Bowl over teams like the Chiefs, the Niners, the Bengals, the Eagles, the Bills, beyond comprehension to me. That's the reason why you look at that and you're like, my God, why do why does everybody drink the juice of the Cowboys? Makes no sense to me. And everybody, I said this, everyone who tells me as an Eagles fan, this the team you got to really watch out for, it's Dallas. They could come back to win your division. They're, they're, they got they got the best defense in foot. They got the best defense. They got they, they can turn the ball. They, they they can get turnovers. They have the number one offense, the number one defense, an elite running game. What's there not to like? I'll tell you what's there not to like. Mike McCarthy paired with Dak Prescott, and no offense to Dak. Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy as a duo. You can't rely on. You can't. And now we have years. Years of evidence to show you can't rely on them in big moments. The only time the Dallas Cowboys look good and look great is when they run the ball more than they pass it. And that implies taking the ball out of Dak's hands and having him not make mistakes. Now, granted, that's what Philadelphia is doing for the most part, right? But I said this last year. Everyone was telling me how much of a bum Jalen Hurts was, and he is nowhere near Dak. And I told them, listen, the gap between Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts, it ain't all that much. Just like the just like the gap between Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott. Ain't that much. And everybody who thought I was bullshitting you, apologies for cursing. Look now. Do I look nuts now? Maybe. I'm only kidding, everybody. But regardless, you can't trust Dallas. In big spots and in big moments, you can't trust them. And the worst part about it is they do just enough. They do just enough for you guys. 
for all of the people who are naysayers for the Eagles and who are fans of the Cowboys and who just don't 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 understand or see what they're looking at. They do everything they can just to keep you in enough, just to draw you in just a little bit. Right? They keep you hanging on and you're like, yep, this is the year. They're doing this right. They did this right. They got this. They got that. Until expectations arrive. And right when expectations arrive, this team crumbles. And with that, everybody, this brings me to the final segment. The bird's eye view. And for those of you, this is only the second week we're doing this. The bird's eye view is just an overall look at the situation regarding the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Outside looking in, top view looking down at everything, right? Brings us to this moment. Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles on Christmas Eve. While everybody's sitting at the table having their family dinner. The Christian holiday that is Christmas. It's a time of giving. A time of happiness. A time of just joy. The NFL and the football gods have scheduled the perfect game for this momentous occasion. Now, I'm not a Christian. I don't celebrate Christmas. That's not my thing. I don't have a Christmas tree up in my house. But I am into the holiday spirit, right? Love the holidays. Excuse me while I drink my water. I'm into the holiday spirit. Damn, that's some high-quality H2O. I'm in the holiday spirit right now. I feel good. I literally... For those of you who follow the Riding the Bench podcast on our Instagram page, we just came off a, a flag football championship, so I feel good now. And then this Saturday coming up, it's Christmas Eve, the big granddaddy of them all for the regular season, Dallas versus the Eagles. We got Dak Prescott versus Jalen Hurts, Micah Parsons versus Hassan Reddick in our defensive unit, Eagles offensive line versus the Dallas defensive line, Nick Sirianni versus Mike McCarthy, the whole bit. I can't tell you how I'm excited I am for this game. Let's break it down a little bit, right? So, all year, Philadelphia, all year, people have been saying their schedule is light work. It's easy. It's cake. You're supposed to win those games, right? They haven't played anybody good. All we do is continue to win football games, right? Dallas Cowboys lose the season opener. Lose Dak Prescott for a month. They go on a 4-0 run. Get Dak back. And they're on a tear. They're 12, they're 10 and 4. Uh Philadelphia, I think right now is uh 12 and 1. 13 and 1, excuse me. And we now have a comfortable lead for the division. The first time around we played the Dallas Cowboys. It was the Cooper Rush mania, right? He was on the he was undefeated at the time, playing really clean, good football. The Dallas Cowboys defense, to their credit at the time, were playing elite football. 
Micah Parsons was a monster. People have him comparing. They compare Micah Parsons to Lawrence Taylor, right? That's how good a football he was playing at the time. They have D'Lo on the other side, right, Demarcus Lawrence. And they have Trayvon Diggs, who at the time was playing the best cornerback I've seen him play personally. He wasn't getting beat on double moves, right? And I came into that game, I'm like, we're about to bust their ass. They have no answer for us. And for those of you who look at the Dallas Cowboys as a team to be reckoned with, if you have to sit back and look at this team, can you name their best unit? Right? Like, what's the reason that this team, the Dallas Cowboys, if they were to do anything this year, whether it's get to the NFC title game or the Super Bowl, you look at them and you're like, this is the reason why. I think everybody if you really look at it, would say it's because of how special this defense can play. And for the most part this year, this defense has been really, really good, opportunistic, and elite. Philadelphia came in there in the first half when we had our unit healthy, our best unit, the Eagles' offensive line, versus their best unit, the Dallas Cowboys pass rush and defense demolished them. We didn't have to double Micah Parsons. Lane Johnson by himself took Micah Parsons out of the football game. We ran the football at Micah Parsons. We had pass plays go directly to Micah Parsons' direction. We had Jalen Hurts roll out to Micah Parsons' side, so it's easier for him to get closer to the quarterback. He lines up on the right side of the offensive line. That's where Micah Parsons goes. We had him roll out right. He had no answer for us. And then they get into the second half. We start playing prevent defense. Dallas Cowboys, you know, they get, they get on a run, and they make it an interesting ball game until – Jalen Hurts, when like he's done all year, when he needs a drive, gotta drive. Scored a touchdown, punched in, closed the game out. But this time it's supposed to be different. Dak Prescott's back. We have we discovered Tony Pollard. Zeke is healthier. CD Lamb is playing lights out. Dalton Schultz is there. Tyron Smith is back. And this defense is playing good ball, right? And for those of you who are naysayers of the Philadelphia Eagles, you're saying this is the game. This is the game to test whether or not Philadelphia is good, right? Wholeheartedly disagree with you guys, by the way. But let's break it down here. Is there a matchup that we don't like if you're a Philadelphia Eagle fan against the Dallas Cowboys? Dak Prescott is better than Cooper Rush to his credit, right? We're not doubting that. No one's denying that. But what's the thing that Dak Prescott brought that Cooper Rush can't? It's his legs and his ability to throw the ball down the field. It's only one way to be able to throw the ball down the field, guys. You have to hold on to the football. And can you tell me, on the Eagles' defense, what's one thing you don't want to do? Hold on to the football. 
You do not want to have your quarterback drop back and try to sit there for three to four seconds as a play develops when you have Hassan Reddick, Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, uh, Linville Joseph, Adama Kunsu, Jordan Davis coming off the edge, coming th- coming in the middle of the, of the offensive line. You don't want none of that smoke. Uh, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett still on the team, right? You don't want any of these guys to come onto the team, uh, come onto the field when your quarterback is holding it for four, five, six seconds just for a play to develop. And as of late, Dak Prescott has not been good with his decision-making. He's been throwing picks left and right. Um, And this Philadelphia Eagles unit, opportunistic as well. Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Sack fumbles from the defensive line. And what does Dallas bring to the table that, like, we haven't seen? On the offensive side of the ball for Philadelphia, this is a unit that all year has been consistent, right? And it all starts with Jalen Hurts, our quarterback. Keeps it, he keeps the game really simple for him. The offensive line is elite. You have two elite pass catchers on the outside, an elite running game to attach with it. And if there's one thing Dallas really cannot defend, is if you give a quarterback time, they can't defend the back four, right? The back four is not that good. Can't defend double moves, but they really can't defend the run, especially up the middle. And with Dickerson. Kelsey, Samuwalu, driving the defensive line forward. Miles Sanders is going to be scampering free. And Jalen Hurts is going to have a clean pocket to throw the ball. And that is a recipe for disaster for the Dallas Cowboys. Honestly, I think on Christmas Eve, we're going to go in there. Because it means something, right? Because earlier in the week, Micah Parsons asked the question, is Jalen Hurts the system, or is the system helping Jalen Hurts out, right? And while that could be a fair question if you're an opponent, that's fine. I'm not upset about that. You did this the week before. I mean, you did this before your game against Jacksonville, right? So they were looking ahead. They circled this game on their calendar. And Micah Parsons came out and put up a dud performance, right? You can't be talking smack saying how a quarterback that beat your defense, right? You guys played him earlier in the season and got your ass busted by them. And you have the audacity to say, eh, I ain't sure if he's that good. Is it him or is it everybody around him? Well, let me tell you something. It's football. I will never, I'm never going to shit on a quarterback that has a great team around him. That's the job of a football team. Because throughout all of Dak's career, especially early on, did he not have the best offensive line in football? Did he not have the best running game in football? Did he not have elite talent on the outside? Did he not have a talented unit on the defensive side of the ball? The Dallas Cowboys throughout the last quarter century 
has been known to accumulate talent. They've been one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. And every year I hear about it. And to their credit, they do have a talented roster. But we never, ever question whether or not, oh, is Tony Romo really that good or is it the team around him? Is Dak Prescott really that good or is it the team around him? No. Jalen Hurts is in the MVP conversation. And the reason the Philadelphia Eagles are as good as they are right now is because of the ascension of Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has improved his play from last year to now. It's been night and day. And Micah Parsons, as great of a defender as you are, and I think you're the best player on your team, you should know better. And guess what? I guarantee you, everybody looked past Jacksonville and they took that game for granted and they got their ass busted because guess who? Their quarterback couldn't get it done and their defense couldn't get a stop when they needed to. Where was Micah Parsons in that game? Where was he? So you're going to tell me, as a Philadelphia Eagle fan, everybody who looks at Dallas, that's the team I got to worry about? I say bring it on. They're like, oh, don't let Trayvon Diggs hit that. We don't, we don't want him to be playing loose right now. Let him. He's got no answer for A.J. Brown. He's got no answer for Devontae Smith. Oh, you better watch out, Michael Parsons. Lane Johnson checked him. Couldn't do anything against Lane Johnson. Good luck. What about D-Law? Good luck. Jordan Mailata's on that side. Landon Dickerson's on that side. Kelsey's in the middle. Samuel is on the right side. Dallas Goddard may come back in that game. Good luck defending him. Landon Van Der Esch, good luck. And not to mention the fact, Quez Watkins is in the slot. A deep threat for our football team. Pardon me, guys. Is there any unit on the Cowboys that can match up with Philadelphia? No. Even in the coaching department, we outcoach them. I don't get the fascination. I don't get this notion that this is the real test for us. What have they done all year to prove that they're an elite team? Just as much as Minnesota, right? But we all say Minnesota are pretenders. They do they do, they, same record. They have talented on the they have they're talented on offense, right? Now Minnesota has a lesser defense than Dallas, and I'm not denying that. But my God, we act like there's a disparity between we go. Oh, you got the Minnesota Vikings here, and the Dallas Cowboys are with the Niners and the Eagles. Let's be real. The classes of the conference belong to Philadelphia and the 49ers, and then it's everybody else. And you're going to lump the Niners, uh, you're going to lump the Cowboys with the Vikings. And on Christmas Eve, I think we're in a great position to showcase why we are the number one seed. Why the road to the Super Bowl is going to have to go through Lincoln Financial Field. Why, at this point in the year, the MVP race is between Patrick Mahomes 
and Jalen Hurts. Why at this point this year, Coach of the Year is most likely going to go to Nick Sirianni. Christmas Eve is the day where we get to put up or shut up against the Cowboys. And I think everybody knows deep down, Philadelphia doesn't care who we play. We just want to go in there and beat the Cowboys' asses. And I think personally, we're going to go in there and punch them in the mouth. I don't think Dallas is ready for what Philadelphia has to bring to the table, especially when we have a full unit on the offensive side of the ball. That's my bird's eye view, guys. I apologize for me getting a little angry there. There also was a little bit of a technical issue uh, in the middle of that. I'll fix that for everybody. So the listening viewers out there, it'll be a nice, smooth transition for you guys. But for the most part, guys, I am not worried about Dallas, nor should any Eagles fan be worried about Dallas. Right? Even if – okay, let me ask you this. Let's just say they do win. Doesn't cost us the division. Doesn't cost us the one seed. Now, we are in a position better than we were last year. And we're still in the position where if somehow Dallas gets to Lincoln Financial Field in the playoff, they have to answer to us. And I don't think you're beating us twice in one year. You're just not. Now, as serious as I was on that front, guys, bring, we're pretty much close to the end. I know it's a little bit of a longer episode than what I'm normally used to doing for you guys. I apologize for that. Um, but let's wrap it up. If you like what you heard, if you liked me getting angry about the Dallas Cowboys and keeping the pressure just down on Philadelphia, making sure everybody stays calm, right? Like a, like a, like a pilot in turbulence, right? If you like what you heard, like I said earlier in the video, hit the thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button down below. Check out our Instagram page at the Riding the Bench Podcast with the K instead of C in the word podcast. And if you really just want to go to one place, check out our website, theridingthebenchpodcast.com. You can access all platforms there for your viewing and listening pleasure. And like I did last week, I have a little bit more energy. We're going to finish today's episode. Today's episode, we're going to be finishing with the Eagles fight song, and this is something that I'm going to do every single week, so if you don't want to listen, that's okay. If you're an Eagles fan and you love to show your Eagles pride, which is what I'm doing right now, as for the wall behind me too, sing along with me, everybody. I'm going to give a three-second countdown. I'm going to go right into it already. One, two, three. Fly, Eagles fly, on the road to victory. Fly, Eagles fly, score a touchdown, one, two, three. Hit them low, hit them high, and watch our Eagles fly. Fly, Eagles fly, on the road to victory. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles! And that, everybody, was episode two of the Eagles cast. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you back here next week at Riding the Bench.